Welcome to 49ers After Dark. We're your hosts, Grant Cohn, Jesse Naylor. That's Jesse Naylor. Wearing a not, I like the purple shirt. I'm wearing a white shirt, like all at Kirkland. What are you wearing? Uh, I forget. It's some athletic brand, but it's like an off, off-brand athletic brand. It's like a Dick's yeah. athletic brand okay. thing. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's not important. We're here to talk about the 49ers. It's so good to see you. The title of the show is Our Team's Trying to Injure Christian McCaffrey. It's a topic around the team right now. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about whether the Niners are peaking too early, how many games they're going to realistically lose, and how many people in this team are going to win big-time awards after the year. But uh, first, let's start with this game coming up this weekend. And it's looking like another game the Niners are probably going to win. Deshaun Watson, the uh, disgraced quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, has a shoulder injury and did not practice today for the Browns. And people around the team reportedly think he could miss the game. What do you think of that? You think he'll play? Well, let's let's throw a shout out to DTR who played a couple weeks ago. Didn't play so great, even though he looked good in the preseason. I know he was a favorite around here to possibly back up Brock Purdy, uh, UCLA guy. That was your guy. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to play. I don't think it really matters, Grant. To me, when I look at the Cleveland Browns, I. Their defense is really good, and it's supposed to be maybe a little bit of rain, a little bit of wind. You would think that would play in the favor of Cleveland, but when your defense is great and your offense can't really move the ball, and that's with Deshaun Watson included, I don't think it's going to matter. Deshaun Watson, I don't know. I, I've got a I've got a behind enemy line show with a Cleveland Browns content creator after this. And I want to know what his thoughts are and what the fans' thoughts are of the whole Deshaun Watson thing. I'm sure they were elated when they got him. Now that it's been a year, I would probably say they're not as excited as they once were. Deshaun Watson is a shell of himself. And it's crazy what one year, about a year and a half away from the game can do to you. Yeah. um, Shout out to Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, I mean, so far this year, he had a game where his quarterback rating was 67 week one week two, it was 70, but then week three against Tennessee, his quarterback rating was 123. He completed 80% of his throws through for 289 yards and two touchdowns. Um, so it seemed like he was maybe getting it back and then he got hurt. So I, I feel like still he's not someone you really want to face because he used to be good and he was good a couple of weeks ago. And you wonder like, is he close? To returning to the guy he was before it all came crashing down for him and the answer for the Niners might be it doesn't matter if he doesn't play <laughs> maybe they're thinking you know what we're not going to beat the Niners anyway so let's just give him another week you know yeah there's a lot of injuries on that team especially coming off of a bye you think that's the week to get healthy and feel good but you know whether it's Walker whether it's DTR whether it's Watson I mean, I would say out of the three, Watson would be the toughest, even though he's not playing like his old self. But I really don't think it matters, Grant. I just don't. There's too many ways for the 49ers to win right now. I think that they're, if Chubb was healthy and if Watson had returned to form, then this easily could have been a game the 49ers would have lost. In fact, prior to the season, I, I picked it as a loss, but not now. There's no way. The 49ers are, are too good, and Cleveland is not who I thought that they eventually could be. All right. So Dorian Thompson Robinson could play. He started one game in his career. It was last week or two weeks ago. They're coming off a bye. And his quarterback rating was, wait for it, 25.3. He threw three picks. My goodness. So, yeah. Enter PJ Walker, who is 28. He went to Temple, kind of like, you know, career sort of backup dude, kind of like Josh Dobbs. And last year he got to start five games and won two of them in his career. He's four and three with a quarterback rating of 63. So watch out Niners. This guy has five touchdowns and 11 picks in his career. You watch out Steve Wilkes. He's coming. Yeah. Walker is PJ Walker. Uh, Steve Wilkes coached PJ Walker last year, right? He did. Yeah. yeah. He, he knows everything about him. Good or bad. PJ Walker, wasn't he like the USFL MVP or something? I'm pretty sure. 
whatever Why would you they have a million that? extra leagues now one of the leagues that recently came out he was like the mvp over there so okay so if they start pj walker and there's like gusts of wind and there's lots of precipitation does it even matter like what would have to happen for the cleveland browns to win this game godzilla would have to make an appearance on the field in Cleveland, that's it. It would have to be one of those types of games where you really can't throw the football. That would actually favor, not favor. That would give Cleveland the best chance to win because then the quarterbacks are just taken out of it. Then it's like not Brock Purdy versus PJ Walker. It's just CMC versus Hunt, which is a little bit closer, I guess, but still not going to favor Cleveland. I just, I, I don't know, I, maybe. The the one o'clock game traveling the East Coast, uh, a big emotional letdown. Uh, that's their only chance at this point. I don't think it's going to be close, but we'll see. Even with Watson, the Browns are going to lose. But without Watson, I mean, yes. yeah, Miles Garrett, great player. That defense, man, their co corners are great, D line great, but they're going to score like nine points. That's the other thing, though. How great is a defense if it has to stay on the field? All game long. That's what happened to Dallas. Dallas was leading the league in time of possession. Mm. And all of a sudden they faced the 49ers and they couldn't move the ball. And so they went three and out, three and out turnover. Your defense has to stay on the field. It, I don't care how great it is. If the 49ers scored quick or were going three and out three, four times to start a game, their defense wouldn't look as dominant either. Like you have to. Your offense has to complement the defense. And Cleveland right now doesn't have an offense that can complement the defense. And that's their issue. You know, you know, the Niners really did. Their defense put the clamps on uh, Dallas. But you know mm. who really impressed me in that game? Who really Ooh. showed out? Dak. Man, he was so good, so good in that game. Yeah. Like the way... He threw three picks was just astounding. The way he gets worse every single time he faces the 49ers is remarkable. And I'm looking at his contract. Dude, his his cap number next year, next year, is $59.4 million. They have a problem. Big time. No, he's worth it. I'm just kidding. He's great. This is the problem with paying quarterbacks that are borderline top 10 or have been top 10 at some point in their career but aren't mainstays there guys like Kirk Cousins guys like Kyler Murray guys like Dak Prescott they're great when everything around them is perfect but the moment you start stripping away talent and you overpay them you're in quarterback purgatory and you're not going to win Super Bowls it's going to be very hard to do so same thing with Carr same thing with Jimmy Jared Goff's another one. Like these guys are are anywhere from eight to twelve on any given year, but once they you know get paid, the one is? that's it. You know uh, who the next one is? Who? He plays for the 49ers. Steve Young, Brock Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold. So eventually, the Niners are gonna have to pay Brock Purdy, and with the numbers he's putting up and a potential Super Bowl victory or two. And he's going to get $50, 60000000 million a year. And um, unless he's really, really one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the league, it's not going to be worth it. So that's something to look at down the line. At that point, the Niners might may be coming off back-to-back -back Super Bowl victories, and who cares? But that's, what I, that's the problem with paying quarterbacks at, in general. They're so expensive. And even the ones that you think are worth it, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, like how many Super Bowls have they won? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's actually go the other way. Let's assume that he is good enough to carry a team. Let's say he gets to that point, right? Whether, whether you believe it or not, let's say he gets there. Still, it is harder to win once the quarterback is being paid. That's why this window they have now this year and next year is so important. They have to go make, they, that's why I think they have to make a trade deadline move. I would rather make the move and not need it than need it and not have it. And that's where the 49ers are at. Like the Gregory thing is great, but I don't think that's the move that you make to go all in when you're this close to winning a Super Bowl. I would like to see something else to just ensure that they are the best team. Why even play around? Just 
make sure you have the best team and do whatever you can to add more talent to it. Nelson Gonzalez says Flash Garrett will surprise many. I mean, who's he going to surprise? He's a good player. Who's he surprise. Yeah. Everyone knows he's good. Matt McEwen says he said he, if he could find the right masseuse, he will be ready. It's mm. fair. Art Martinez says, Grant, been following since day one. Lately, you look like you don't like what you do. What's wrong, man? Well, the Niners are winning. I don't like it. I'm mad. <laughs> it's always their fault. I'm waiting for some drama. Blame right, the Niners. Time. This is the highlight of my day right here with Jesse, baby. <laughs> All right, so this is something that I think the Niners are starting to whisper about and think and feel. Uh, teams are starting to make it a point of emphasis to like rough up Christian McCaffrey or maybe hurt him. He's been getting some personal fouls against them. Last game, they, were, they tried to take off his helmet. Uh, what do you think? Do you think this is there's something here? Yeah, the first time I got that feeling was in the Dallas game. So... The very first play, I didn't look at that as trying to hurt McCaffrey. The way I looked at that, and I actually tweeted right away about it, is when you get into a game with the 49ers, a team that you know is very physical, you have to overcompensate. And so you have to do things that you feel like tough guys do. And sometimes you're going to get penalties for it, stupid penalties, because you're trying to match that physicality from the 49ers and that's what I felt the first play was there was a play later in the game though and not a lot of people talked about it at least that I remember but where he had had his right leg tucked under a player and I think it was Parsons came over the top and like kept pressing him down so essentially he was folding backwards and his knee was like getting tweaked I was like that right there, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe they're trying to get him hurt on that play. It seemed a little weird. He jumped up. It was no big deal. But that was the first play and really the only play that I can remember that said, all right, maybe they are trying to get him hurt. That being said, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if teams every week are trying this. That's the first real glimpse that I had of it. I mean, if, is there anything else that you can think of that stood out to you? As plays as they were like trying to get him hurt? It's football. Like, I don't know if they're explicitly trying to injure Christian McCaffrey. Like, there's not a bounty gate on him anything they, they that I know of. They can't do that. Yeah. But I, can't, I could imagine how a defensive coordinator such as Dan Quinn might address his team the week of the, the game to sort of motivate him to execute your game plan. Like, you'd say something like, Bunch of right, their mouth. offense starts and ends with Christian McCaffrey. All right? And look at your linebackers and the people in your front seven. Like, look at this little dude. Look at this 200-pound, 5'11", pretty boy. You going to let him run on you? You going to let him run over you? you gonna, like, are you going to make him feel you? Like, there's ways you could motivate bigger, faster, stronger people than Christian McCaffrey to want to prove something, mm-hmm. especially early in a game. I mean, that doesn't mean that they're as good as him. And, like, he's been dealing with that his whole life. I mean, he's great. But still, wouldn't you say something like that? Like, he's finesse. He's small. He's a scat back. He doesn't want it. Like, I mean, even though he's proven that he does and that he's a complete back, you'd have to say something like that, right? Instead of saying, hey, man, Christian, he's too good. What are you going to do? There's nothing we can do. He's so good. Let's just hope and pray. And I'm sure that plenty of things like that are being said. In re- I mean, honestly, Dallas did a good job of containing CMC. The, the problem is, is that when you nothing dedicate... Else all of your resources to one player the way that they did, you forget that they have three other all-pro talents around that can go out and do something too. And that's that's where the issue lies with the 49ers is if, if CMC, it's different. This is the difference. Taking CMC out of the game through a game plan is very different than him not playing because if he's not playing, you just don't have to worry about him. Then you can start focusing on some of those other areas. But if he's in the game, even if you take him quote-unquote out of the game, you're focusing all your resources on him to do so, which means somebody else is getting one-on-one coverage and they're going to abuse that. In fact, all the other guys are probably getting one-on-one coverage and they can all abuse that. So that's what CMC does to a game. Even if he's not the one that's going off, he is getting everybody else involved because it takes so much attention away from the defense. He's phenomenal. He's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's funny, like Dallas can say, we set out what we accomplished to do. We shut down 
Christian McCaffrey. Who else can say they did that? Yeah. yeah and in the process, you gave up 42 points. You're the worst. Like, you had the best defense of, a, of, a, of anyone the Niners have faced, and you had the worst performance against the Niners offense. Like, whatever. You, and that's crazy. Dan Quinn. You'd think he'd have the best approach, but his approach was the worst. You can't dare Brock Purdy to beat you because you know what he's going to do. He's not Jimmy Garoppolo. He ain't. I made that mistake. He's good. And if you dare him to beat you, you got to shut him down. You know, when he got hurt in the NFC Championship game and Josh Johnson came in, things were different. And if Brock Purdy goes down and Sam Darnold comes in, things are going to be different, even with all the supporting cast. So I think teams got to start looking at this differently. It's not all, even I need to start looking at this differently. It's not all about Christian McCaffrey. Like the quarterback is a really important position and Brock is playing at a really high level, even though it's like your brain can't, register it because all you do is see a guy who looks like he's 14 on the field and it's like no no it's not it's not you can't but then it's like well look at his numbers dude look at his <laughs> look at his resume through 13 games it's it's as good as it gets it's as good I, as it gets. i don't i don't know what brock's gonna look like long term and i don't know what brock would look like on mid team across the nfl but what i do know is Colts. on this team he is playing literally flawless football yeah and that's the problem with facing the 49ers now is before you could rely on the quarterback giving you an opportunity throughout the game. As long as you capitalize, you would win. If you didn't, you couldn't. That's not happening anymore. And so, yeah, you can focus on taking CMC out of the game or Kittle or Debo or whoever. Really, they're, they're to a point where this player, Brock Purdy, is so good at getting everybody involved, spreading the ball around, making the right decision, that you have to take him out of the game that's easy. And I'm not, it's not easy to do, but you would think it's easier to take him out, the one guy versus all four of the other guys. That's what you, you have to do. Take him Good out. luck. Good luck. And I think Philly understood that because their whole mm-hmm. game plan was don't care about McCaffrey. We yeah. are rushing the quarterback. Don't care about handoffs, yeah. play action. Forget it. Like we're taking out little Brock. Sorry, man. Not today, buddy. And we're taking out his backup too. We're coming for the quarterback. It's like, you want to shut down the Niners running back? Yeah, he's great. He's super great, and he's leading the league in touches, and a lot, a lot goes through him. But uh, it's the quarterback. He's good, and he's much more important positionally on the chessboard. you got to put him in check. And the Cowboys couldn't do it. They were too busy shutting down McCaffrey. Let's give him a golf clap for shutting down McCaffrey. Let's give him a nice <laughs> good job, go, Dallas. Dallas. You good did job. what you wanted to do. Lave says two scenarios where Brock's arm strength could be an issue. One is if we can't run because we're down big or need quick score or if it's really windy. I'd bet Cleveland plus seven. Also think Watson plays. Yeah, you uh, wrote in earlier with uh, me and Rob. He's Flav is concerned today, which is interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Watson's going to... Watson didn't practice today. What is today? I guess it's only Wednesday. We'll see tomorrow. Thursday's the big day. If he doesn't practice tomorrow, I don't think he's playing at all. If he's limited, then then we'll see. Deshaun Watson just isn't... If this was Deshaun Watson two and a half years ago, I'd be very concerned. But So are they saying that like P.J. Walker with a full week of practice gives him a better chance to win than Deshaun Watson with no practice? Is that what they're saying? Because that's amazing. Wow, Deshaun. How much are they paying him? And it's fully guaranteed. A lot of money. A lot of money. That was smart. Uh, Rajbeer says Niners should be fresh. They sat in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but the Browns should be fresh. They had a bye week last week. But that's a good point. That is a good point. I got another question, and it's sort of an extension of the last one. Teams trying to enter CMC. Are the Niners peaking too early? They're 5-0, and and they're playing their best football. But to be 5-0, and maybe they didn't have to do this, but to get to where they are, they gave Christian McCaffrey 119 touches in five games. Tops in the league. So they're really pressing the issue with their 200-pound do-it-all scat back. Um, if they keep this up, if this is how they're going to be playing football games the rest of the season, I'm a little worried how sustainable it is with him. Whereas a team such as Philly that's kind of like figuring it out as they win games might peak late. I don't know. What do you think? Is this team peaking earlier? Or am I just searching for something to nitpick? <laughs> I don't know that you're searching for something to nitpick. I, I think on the CMC front, 
they might be as far as using him too much. I don't think the 49ers are are peaking at all. I think last week they might have quote unquote peaked. But for the first four weeks, I kept talking about how I felt this team could be a lot better. And it sounded crazy at the time. Actually, I brought it up after Miami scored 70. And I said, I think this team can score with Miami. Like, well, I mean, they just put up 70. How can you say that? The 49ers put up 30. But I felt like the 49ers were leaving points on the board. And obviously, 70 is an admiration. That's not, that's not, it's not going to happen every single week. So when I look at it, I say the 49ers are leaving points on the board. They could be scoring, scoring 40 plus every week. So scoring last week, scoring, yeah. They could be scoring 40 plus every week. And Shanahan was upset that they only had 21 at halftime. This yeah. team is not peaking, Grant. This team is just that good right now to where last week they were closer to being at the peak of who they are. But I feel like they're a team that can dial it back for a couple weeks, wait until dial the competition gets high, and then go at it again. I, I just... some Dialing teams, it back. So, go ahead. No. Go ahead. Oh, what was the thing in the offseason? I think they can deload for a couple weeks. Deload. Because it's all about deload McCaffrey. It's like great, you're five and zero. Oh. Did you really have to give him 119 uh, touches? You've cruised in these games. It was so easy for you to yeah. have been a little bit more judicious with McCaffrey and just just for the sake of it. Because obviously, when Kyle is like when the Niners are at their best on offense, and when Kyle really is um going for the jugular, he's the offense is going through McCaffrey. So when they're in the playoffs, this is how it's going to look. And that's fine, man. Give him 25, 30 touches a game in a playoff game. I don't care. But you don't have to do that freaking week five up 20 points. Like, stop. Because you know what? As great as Christian McCaffrey is averaging 5.2 yards per carry, Jordan Mason's averaging 5.6. Like, you don't have to do this. Mike McDaniel over in Miami, the one co the one team with a better offense than the Niners, they don't just ride one running back. They got two. They have a split. Devon A. Chain and Raheem Mostert. Like, I don't understand. I just feel like it's so and obvious. So now, he's on IR right now, too. Ah, dang! <laughs> I like that guy. Thanks for catching me. So, here's the carries. I, I get it with receptions, too. That can be a lot. But this was the least amount of touches that he had gotten all season. He only had 21 touches this game. Yeah. He had 27 the game before. 23 the game before that, 23 and 25. So, I, I mean, if he can sit around 21, that's not a lot of touches. He better not really get hurt. not. I don't think. He better not get hurt. He better not get hurt. Well, yeah, I hope not. He better not get hurt, baby. I'm just, be careful, Kyle. Because it's like it's not it's, something you have to do. It's something you want to do. It's something you want to do because that makes your offense the best. If you're going for, like, you know, the scoring title. Because obviously him and Mike McDaniel are competing. They got a little thing going. If there's something you want to do for your ego, okay, it's not about your ego. It's about the Super Bowl. And that's the ultimate thing that's going to help your ego is getting the ring, okay? That ring. And it's not the scoring title or beating Mike McDaniel. So there are other ways you can win these games, man. It doesn't You don't have to do it this way. In the playoffs, by all means. But get there with this, with this running back in one piece, baby. He's on pace for like 430 freaking touches this year. You're at the games. You're at the games most of the time, but the TV version, and I noticed this last year and didn't really put a lot of thought into it, and maybe it's still nothing, but it does seem like every time he goes to the sideline after a drive, they're always working on his neck, like his traps and neck area. I I don't know what that's about. I don't know if he's got like some lingering thing, but they did it last year with him too. It just seems like a... I don't know, an odd thing to work on. I, I, I just, I don't know if it means anything or if it means nothing, but it is something that has caught my eye over the last, really last year and into this year. Raymond Martinez Jr. says, I mean, he could carry it 10, 15 times and he could still get hurt. That injury, PTSD for the Niners is real. I'm just saying like, say there's a 1% chance a running back gets hurt on a given play. Well, the more plays, the more opportunities for that 1% to happen. Like, I don't know. So many opportunities to take the foot off the gas and just go Jordan Mason. You're up 21, 28, 32. It's like, okay. Kyle, this, this what are you trying to prove? Thing, and I see what Raymond's saying, but this thing goes back to when the whole Trey injury thing. People were like, well, what do you want him to do? Just not run him at all? It's like, no, I don't want him to run him on second down and smart. eight. Just be smart. 
choose sparingly when you when you do these runs like why i don't want christian mccaffrey to run when they're up 14 or more with four minutes left in the game i don't care i don't want debo to run when they're up that much because he gets hurt too no debo pulled the hamstring is so good you don't have to do that save that stuff for the big for the big games save it don't get into a little like competition with mike mcdaniel don't do it. Didn't okay. Debo pull a hammy against Arizona like two years ago when the game was way out of hand you and they don't. just gave him one more carry just because, I guess? Yeah. yeah. Carson Hummel says, Niners need to see before death. Ambry Thomas is a liability. Sam Womack mm-hmm. coming back. Darrell Luter Jr. coming back eventually, maybe. Matt McEwen says, this seems like a perfect Kittle and Mason game. Man, Kittle doesn't work. Kittle doesn't have big games at 10 a.m. in Cleveland. No one's watching. <laughs> When's National Tight End Day? He'll have a big game then. Nah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Flav says, think he was cleared two weeks ago, but pulled himself. Now he's had two weeks. I don't know, just a feeling. Plus, if it's really windy, quarterbacks might not matter much anyways. Think we still win, but it's ugly and close. Man, Flav is like adamant about this. Interesting. It's the first time you've talked about anything other than Trey Lance ever. That's incredible. I, shout out to you for growing and changing and <sighs> turning a corner. We did it together, Flav. Me and you. I've known you for so long. We're totally different people. <laughs> We're both so different. We've matured. I think he was clear two weeks ago, but pulled himself. Now he's had two weeks. I don't know, just a feeling. All right, man. Well, Flav's got, he's a got bruising. He's got bruising around the rotator cuff, which is causing the injury to linger, from what I understand. So, yeah. I think it matters. They're going to win. They're going to win. Flav, everyone's don't worry. super They're empathetic win. to Deshaun Watson's plight right now. It's like, oh, poor Deshaun. My heart goes out to him. <laughs> WS says, with the comps between Warner and Willis, who, uh, where would you rank them if Willis had not hung up his cleats early? Man, Willis is like the best linebacker ever. So, I don't know. One of the... Sunil brought up this question yes, to I've me ever yesterday. Sunil brought up a question to me yesterday. He's always got a mystery question for me. And yesterday's mystery question was, what does Fred Warner have to do to be on the Willis level? So I looked at Willis's numbers. Pro Bowls. Willis, Willis had a season where he led the league in tackles at like 152. He had three interceptions, three forced fumbles, and like seven sacks. Jim Harbaugh once called him the Willie Mays of linebackers, and I'd have to say that's he's like a five-tool linebacker. Whatever the skills yes. a linebacker has to do, he's got him at, at an elite level. What, like sideline to sideline, uh, in the backfield, in coverage. Uh, blitzing, everything, and what forcing turnovers, all, all, all five. Yeah, um, yeah. All right, one more. Saul Goodman says biggest difference between BP and JG. We score way more TDs than field goals with Brock Purdy. This offense is exciting, explosive. With Jimmy Garoppolo was just meh, and it always was. Even back in 2017, the only game where they really put up a lot of touchdowns was the game against Jacksonville. Every other game was field goal, field goal, field goal. Field. It was Robbie Gold's fest. The biggest difference between Brock Purdy and Jimmy G is when the ball goes downfield and leaves the screen. With Jimmy Garoppolo, you were worried that something bad was going to happen. With Brock Purdy, you're excited that something good is going to happen. That is the biggest. You're like, oh, he found someone wide open. Yeah. You always trust Brock. It's like, oh man, he, he got him. He, he, it's not like he's forcing it in or, oh, Kyle said he'd be open. No, Kyle, he, Brock's awesome. Yeah. All yeah. right, it's time That's to play more than or less than courtesy of Prize Picks. Sponsor of today's show. Uh, if you play fantasy fo- daily fantasy, go to Prize Picks. Use the link in the description. Use promo code Cone. Receive a one hundred percent deposit match for your up to hundred dollars, and that helps me out too. So I urge you to do it. Let's play ourselves. Starting with some Niners. Always start with Brock Purdy. Prize Picks got him really settled in around two forty today. This this week is two thirty eight point five. For Brock Purdy in the rain, what do you say? Hmm. I don't know that it's going to be in the rain necessarily. I was looking at the forecast. It looks like the weather might break around game time. There still might be some wind. Just to recap, by the way, worth what I'm. I've got three wins and you've got two so far this season. Mm-hmm. This this is okay. very very close. Not like last okay. year where I ran away from it, ran away from you, and then you came back at the very end. This is a tight race. So. I got to put together a streak here. 238.5. I'll go less than. 
less than, less than, less than. I'm going to go less than two because I, I just think they're going to be running the ball. I mean, it's a real, I, Cleveland's giving up like 125 passing yards a game. I'm going less than. How about Debo? 47.5 receiving yards, more than a less than. I'll go more than. If Why? the weather is not that great, they're going to keep it around the line of scrimmage, and that's Debo's game. I agree. I agree. It's going to be a Debo game, not necessarily an IU game. So I'm going to go straight to Kittle on this one. More than or less than 40.5 receiving yards. It's always 40 for Kittle on the prize picks. Ish. Less than. Like Obviously, right? This is this is stealing. Less than. He only had no, like 30-something yards last week, didn't he? Wasn't it like 36 yards and three touchdowns or something? I don't remember what it was. It was probably like 60-something, actually, because he did have a couple. But... All right, let's see what the Browns. Um, the Browns, they have one player. Well, okay, Amari Cooper, more than or less than 59.5 receiving yards. Amari Cooper. Less than. I don't care who the quarterback is. They're all awful. Every single yeah, one of PJ them. DJ Walker over there, like, absolutely not. That's another easy one. Let's do, like, just some NFL at large. How about, which one looks interesting? Oh, we can find out tomorrow. There's a Thursday night game between the Chiefs and the Broncos. Should we choose one of those ones? Ooh, how about which one would you no, do? Chiefs really. or Broncos? Broncos? Let's do Broncos. Chiefs, Chiefs. Broncos. Um, okay. Where are you at? There's a lot of Broncos. Where's Russell Wilson at? Okay, Russell Wilson. 209.5 passing yards, more than a lesson against Kansas City. More than. I agree, right? Have we disagreed about anything yet? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, we got to keep going then. All right, last one. We got to disagree about something. Uh, let's go Chiefs. Chiefs. George Karlaftis. Definitely got to do him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, more than or less than 268.5 passing yards. This is what it comes down to. Whatever you say, I'm saying the opposite. Less than. Oh, I was afraid you were going to do that. All right, more than. <laughs> Help me out, Patrick. So, I, so that's six entries. If I get them all right, I win $440. As, you've seen, as you can see, I've won $28 so far. Not doing great, but there's always this time. Let's place the entry. Thank you very much, Prize Picks. Because Again, when you, you play... When you play prize picks, you shouldn't do six packs. You should no. just do two or three and play it safe. Yeah, but us, we, you know. Going all in. Going all in. Again, if you want to play, link in the description. Use promo code CONE, C-O-H-N, receive 100% deposit match up to $100. I highly recommend it. Thank you very much. All right, moving on. How many games will the Niners lose this season? And if they lose X amount... How outraged? Uh, when, when will the outrage set, set in? If they lose three? Two? What is, what is reasonable for them to lose this year? None? <laughs> Before What's the, the season, I went through the schedule. I had four losses, and I said, well, let me be fair. There's probably a loss in there I can't figure out. I'll say 12 and five. And I felt yeah. pretty good about 12 and five. I thought that was good. It's going to be a tougher schedule. There's a lot of travel. Blah, 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 blah. Here we are, and I'm looking at it going, I mean, are, there's a, I think there's more of a, let, let me ask you this, actually. I won't answer. Do you think, if I told you, Grant, the 49ers are either going undefeated or they're losing three games, what would you say they do at this point? Um, undefeated. <laughs> three games that's what i'm like, saying dude, that's dude. what i'm saying let me look so, like, what are they who we got who we got okay so philly could be one right philly could be one philly could be baltimore one. i guess could be two and jacksonville can be three like are those the three maybe seattle one time i like, think though? seattle yeah okay all right. So yeah, I so think it happens. So you've got four maybes and you four like maybe the, uh, they're not going to lose three of those four I think anything more than two losses, I'd be disappointed at this point. I don't expect uh, them to go undefeated, but if they lost more than two, I, I would be shocked. Yeah. So I'm going to say 
I'm going to say they go 16 and one, and I would be disappointed right. if they had more than two losses. I see 16 and one. I feel like the only thing standing between them and 16 and one is an injury to someone that's really crucial. Like, even if they lose Debo for a month, they could do it. Even if they lose Ig for a month, they could do it. But it's like, if it's 13, if it's 23, either one of those guys, I'm not sure. Mostly yeah, Purdy. Those man. are the two. Those if they have the to play a month with Sam Darnold, I, I mean, they could lose any game, no matter how good they are, the rest of the team. So, that's really the only thing that could set him back. The Sam Darnold experience. And maybe I'm underselling him, but I don't think I am. I don't think I am. That three-game stretch, starting with the Thanksgiving game, where they go Seattle, Philly, Seattle, that's it. That's the three-game stretch. If they make it out of that, I don't, I just, I, I don't see how they lose a game. Because I don't think they're going to lose before then. I really don't. I think they're going to be undefeated going into that three-game stretch. Yeah. They because Jacksonville, because let's look at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is that one could be tough. You're going to East Coast, but it's coming off of a bye, so they're going to be plenty rested. That's true. Then they come back. Also, home Jacksonville to lost to the Texans by twenty. Yeah. yeah. So then they come the, back they home the and play Tampa. Sorry, go ahead. They come back home and play Tampa. That's going to be a win. And then it's like, all right, well, you have a short week Thursday night football. That's it. Thursday night football. Then you play your rival in the Eagles. Then you come back and you play Seattle again. That's a tough three-game stretch. That's the three-game stretch right there. Yeah, I can see that. 16-1, and one, number one seed, first round bye, no travel. I'll take it. As good as it gets. About I'll take as good it, as it gets, man. Am I rooting for the Niners all of a sudden? <laughs> like, I think you are. No, I only root for myself, but there are sometimes, sometimes when rooting for myself involves sort of kind of not rooting for the Niners, but like not being mad when they do well. So I think I'm there. I'm not mad. You know all. what your best case scenario is Grant? Go to the Super they Bowl. Go to the Super Bowl and lose. <laughs> that's okay. your best case scenario. I'm not, I'm not saying that way, that's what you're rooting for. That's not, I'm not saying that's what you're rooting for, but that is your best posture. case scenario. I can sort of keep my posture as a skeptic, but like that being yes. said, I think like, Winning Super Bowl would be so good for business for everyone. Do you understand how yeah. many new fans of the 49ers there would be? How much larger the audience for all of because we essentially all have the same audience. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's like 15 of us content creators, 20. It's all the same people watching all of us. And you know, some of us, some people have different preferences and stuff, but we're all pulling from the same fans on YouTube with the actual sixth Lombardi, like there will be four-year-olds who are you know who grow into it you know there's a whole new generation i wouldn't be mad at that but if they lose i wouldn't be mad at that either i'd be ready for that so you know <laughs> so short, short term they lose that's a win for you long term then in 10 years these four-year-olds are going to be paying you that'll be great <laughs> you can't let stuff that's out of your control get you mad or get you down man if the niners win a super bowl that's great i'll make the most of it if the Niners lose a super bowl that's great i'll make the most of it it's the only way i can think you know what Brother i'm Bob, hoping for as, as a fan, I'm hoping that the 49ers win and my my nine-year-old son, who's become a Ravens fan, flops and goes over to the 49ers and then we're good to go. That's what I'm hoping for. I gotta say, it takes a lot of courage to not root for the same team your dad roots for. He's nine years yeah. old. Wow. What a guy. Yeah. This is Dalton or Maddox? Maddox. He's a Lamar Jackson fan. Dalton doesn't care about yeah. football. Well, you name you name your son after Greg Maddox, and I mean he's gonna have some opinions. He's gonna yeah. know a thing or two. <laughs> I always feel like Greg Maddox was dope and really good, but like they would call strikes for him six inches off the plate. It's like, okay, you're gonna give him that. Like, yeah, he's never gonna get hit. But that's neither here nor there. You you Greg. know what? It just kind of it just kind of hit me. Brock Purdy, Greg Maddox is the Brock Purdy of pitchers. Pinpoint accuracy. Not the strongest arm, but was so effective. Position. Gold huh? glove. Gold glove. Yeah. Gold glove yeah. every year. Yeah. Yeah. It's true, man. He was the, the, the king of the changeup until mm -hmm. Pedro. I miss 90s baseball. I could tell, I could name all so the players. Good. I don't know who, so I don't know the, the rules anymore, the players. Anyway, Brother Bob, never get Cone's notifications. Stop blocking me. Really? <laughs>
808 Niners says, love Dre and Fred, but it's not close between Pat and Bo. Pat and Bo, multiple first-team All-Pro. They could cover and hit. They both ran down Vic. Neither could cover like Fred. I'll tell you right now, neither one could cover like Fred. Both could cover them, no. for sure. No. But Fred is so special at that. So but special. neither neither Fred or Dre can get after the quarterback like those two could. And neither of them, the rules were different. So you were allowed to actually hit a lot yeah. harder. So, Brother Bob says, no, no, Jesse. You said six losses. Last one, the big, I said six losses. No, he's saying that uh, I picked him to, to go to the Super Bowl and lose preseason. Okay. Um, uh, 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 Flav says, I do think it's a good game for Mason. He's a really good runner. You called that before. <laughs> Flav, give me props. Flav, and me your friends now. What's up, Flav? Respect. Oh, respect from Flav. I respect you too, Flav. I think he's horrendous in pass pro, though. Oh, I saw that coming. He set me up. Damn. <laughs> but if weather is bad, doesn't matter. Use him, Shinny. I don't really have an opinion on him in pass pro, honestly. But how often does the running back stay in pass pro on the Niners anyway? Like, doesn't the running back usually in route? When they keep a guy in pass pro, it's usually a tight end. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, you're you're right about that. You can tell Flav is he's a, a leader in whatever he does for his career because he just gave you like the shit sandwich, like really yeah. good. Here's the bad I mean, stuff. No, you're doing good. I'll like, end it yeah. good though. I'm gonna end it good. I'm gonna end it good. <laughs> Respect Flav with the ten dollar donation is very generous. Not the two dollars isn't legendary answers. 49ers were losing to one of the birds for show. Real, Real talk. talk. <laughs> I do say real talk. When I'm serious, I'm like real talk. Real talk. Uh yeah, sorry, I'm texting my buddy. I, mean, no. I usually start with real talk though. I don't end with real talk. I think I let them know I let them know up front that I that I mean business. I don't want them to find out after the fact that I mean business. You know what I mean? You know what's baller? What some people people should do more often, like rappers do it in their verses. You know, I mean, like Lil Wayne used to do it all the time. Like he would he'd have his whole sixteen bars, and that last line would be like a, a clincher or whatever he had to say, and then he ended up by by saying Wheezy. It's like I want to do that. Like just be but talking to you on talk. a show and like go for like forty five minutes and really spit, and at the end being like Iggy. <laughs> just call out your name at the end, and be like, yeah, that's what I do. Grand Con. Just say your just saying your name, just like. In, Randomly, Grant Cohn. Yeah, talk that's about yourself in third person. That's always good. Yeah, it's a bad thing to do. Ricky Henderson did it. You know whose shows oh. are really good? Grant Cohn's shows are really good. <laughs> <laughs> Just like not, not even like that. Just like call it out like the like the Dave Chappelle um, skit where he's like, Kobe. Kobe, yeah, 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 yeah. Kobe. Just call out your own name when you say stuff, do stuff. Anyway, uh, Coco Puff says Niners will have mini buy before Eagles and Eagles will play Chiefs and Bills. The Niners, Niners should win that game. Yeah. 17 and 0. Mm. There you go. Feel me? All right. It's time to get to the best. And I got I to gotta be out of here soon. So let's get through it. We yeah. got like eight minutes left. Let's name the Niners that are serious contenders to win NFL awards this season. Big ones. You know him. MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Coordinator of the Year, Quality Control of the Year, all the big ones. Who's in position? I, li I like how you threw that in there. Iggy, uh, I think, let's start with MVP that's because that's that's the big one. I think the 49ers have two legit contenders there. Two legit to quit. Uh, Purdy, CMC are both too legit to quit when it comes to MVP. I think they both have a shot there. Now, Purdy being a quarterback probably has a more realistic shot, but I wouldn't be shocked if CMC kept on this tear and won, won an MVP either. So I think both of those players right now, if they continue to play the way that they have, they have a legit shot at MVP. You agree? Well, yeah, I think probably I would probably give the nod to Brock. You know, if you go on, if you go on uh, BetUS, who's another sponsor of my channel, and check out their odds for MVP, mm -hmm. Number one favorite, Patrick Mahomes, because it's Patrick Mahomes, plus 500. And then plus 700, there's three guys. Can you guess who they are? I'm going to go Josh Allen. Yep. Brock Purdy. Yep.
going to be another quarterback, and I can't yep. think of five and zero, five and zero, five and zero. Oh, hurts. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that's those three. So he's in that company. So okay. he could be the MVP. I mean, he could be on a set. He could be seventeen and zero with a hundred and twenty three quarterback rating, the most efficient season. Like he's having a better season than Matt Ryan had in twenty sixteen. Statistically, that's where he's at. And Matt Ryan was the MVP that year. So he could be the MVP. Then you could have McCaffrey as the offensive player of the year. No question. He's leading the league in touches and touchdowns and yards and scrimmage. Like defensive player of the year could absolutely be Fred Warner. Let's let's go back to offensive player of the year real quick. Cause I this is what I find interesting. I think there's an opportunity for both CMC and Purdy to win MVP. Although I would give the nod, usually a quarterback gets it, but not both of them can win offensive player of the year. Like if they went with Patrick Mahomes for MVP. Brock Purdy's not going to get offensive player of the year. That's likely going to go to a running back, and that's where CMC could win. So that's the interesting contrast there. Like if Brock Purdy doesn't win MVP, he's not he's not getting OPOY. That would CMC would have a chance at that, but not Brock. So agree, agree. Yeah, you said Fred Warner DPOY. I mean, this is this defense has given up thirteen and a half points per game. The defensive player of the year could conceivably come from this squad, and it ain't Bosa right now. It's not. I mean, people could say he's their best player, he's the best PFF grade, but he's not winning. Defensive player of the year with his, what was it, one and a half sacks? It's not happening. It could be Mm. Fred. It could be Fred. He's Who's better than him on this defense right now? I mean, I think he's a legit contender. That's three guys right there. They could sweep those. And frankly, how good, if this team goes 17-0 or 16-1, why not? It's their season. And then you can go to the coaching staff. Assistant coach of the year, Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. I mean, my goodness. 13 and a half points. Actually made the defense better. Now, he did get Javon Hargrave. And still, everyone says it's going to be hard to improve on the number one defense. He did. He has. I mean, he's the first coordinator Kyle's had who, like, doesn't get burned by scrambling quarterbacks. Like, Hey, D'Amico's good. Wilkes might be better. D'Amico had a tough time containing mobile quarterbacks and getting and keeping the ball from getting caught down the field. Wilkes doesn't have those problems at all. Not he at got all. Hargrave, but he lost Aziz Alshair. He lost Jimmy Ward. He lost mm-hmm. Aminahu. He lost Ebicom. He lost some yeah. players too. So, and then Coach of the Year Shanahan, right? Uh, Sh- Shanahan. There was a chance that Shanahan should have gotten it last year. I thought he should have, actually. I chose him. Who got it, Brian Dayball? Dayball got it. (laughs) You know, I I should have trusted my guy. It should have been Nick Sirianni. To me, it was like last year was the Eagle. Like that was their coming out party. They burst on the scene. They were the most dominant team. The Niners got there, but the Eagles did it all year. Peterson should have had a chance at it. Yeah. But I would, I would have voted for Sirianni, but this year it seems like it's either going to be Kyle or Mike McDaniel, and Kyle's team's better. Yeah, his team is better. Although I mean, Miami went and traded for another. I mean, could be pretty damn good receiver. Who? And then they have Jalen Ramsey uh, coming back. Like who they trade for? Uh, what was his name? He he was in Pittsburgh. Then he was in Chicago for like. Half oh, a season. Claypool. 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 Yeah. That's true. Just an embarrassment of riches. Just keep yeah. on adding to the offense. It's, yeah. Yeah. And they so. still have Jeff Wilson Jr., right? Yeah. I think he started the season on IR, maybe. So, oh, but he should be yeah. back if Vaught chains out. So, yeah. Okay. So we got potential MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Coordinator of the Year. Wow. If the season ended today, that I would think they would win all those awards. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, absolutely. They would have, so they're, yeah. they're going to have to keep up a torrid pace, but it's possible this team's very good, so they they could win all those awards. Wow, no rookie of the year though. Although no Jake rookie Moody. of the year, no comeback player of the year. Jake Moody, who's the rookie of the year? Stroud. Yeah. Oh yes, comeback player of the year. They don't got no one. No. How about Brock? I mean, can any no because he from his shoulder? From he his played in the last game though. He played in the last game. That's a, I think if he had gotten injured week eighteen or something like that, week seventeen and, and not finished the season, then sure, maybe. 
Also, can anybody but uh, Hamlin win? I mean, Hamlin just had to play a snap, and he automatically wins. Right. Good point. Good point. Any other awards that I'm missing? Not that I can. Player hater of the year. Big. Player hater of the year. Who do you think that of goes the to? Year. Me. Who hates all the players? <laughs> it's got two thumbs. That's where you say Iggy. Grant come. Real talk. Real talk. <laughs> Bally says, should we find another running back? I think Elijah is done. Yeah, man, they should find one named Jordan Mason. I would yeah. look for that guy. Maybe their third round pick can actually do something too. TDP. Brother Bob says rookie of the year, Mr. Jake, 100% makes Moody. Mm. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's not going to him. It's going to a quarterback, and his name is CJ Stroud, who's the only other quarterback besides Brock Purdy without an interception this year. All right. The sun's all the way down the West Coast. The show is over. Go tap in with the East Coast Jesse, who stays up late. You don't even know. He's in Tampa, man, staying up, burning the midnight oil. Doing the extra work for you. He's going to be talking to a Cleveland Browns content creator. It's a great segment. I'm going to steal it. Uh, I'm going to steal it. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, tap into Last Second Sports 20 minutes from now. I'm going to have a Cleveland Brown content creator, but not just a normal content creator. This man is on the radio in Cleveland. Um, he's he's tapped in big time with Cleveland. Has been for many many years. So uh, definitely. Tap in over the over there, Tap brother in. Bob, brother Bob. Real talk. Mind your P's and Q's. Real talk. Real talk. Thank you very much, everyone, for watching. I'll be back tomorrow. Grant come. Iggy out.